Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. This is your host, Dane Kramer, and I want to thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to know more about me or this podcast, just go to The Thinking Christian. That's all one word, thethinkingchristian.us. That link will direct you to my website. There you'll find all the previously released podcasts, Season 1, Season 2. You'll find plenty of other uh, resource material there on the website. Feel free to browse. Uh, There's other information about other things uh, that you can... You're welcome to to download, browse, or whatever, so feel free to do that. And while you're there, uh, don't forget to subscribe. You can just punch in your email address, and then when uh, a new podcast is released, you'll get an email notification. Or you can subscribe to this podcast by going to Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Android, um, or just download your favorite uh, podcasting app, and you should be able to subscribe to it right there. So... Uh, that would be cool, and that way when a new one's released, you will get a notification right away. Okay, I want to jump into today's topic. Uh, today's topic was sort of stirred, I think, at least in my mind, by last week's uh, topic. Last week I talked about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And there was one word that I used in particular that might have even, uh, that might have even caused some of you to think. Uh, I said something about our allegiance was to the king. Uh, and if you're if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple of His, then your allegiance would be to Jesus Christ, would be to the kingdom of God. Now, if you think about that a little bit, and it's very possible that some of you have never thought about this, um, if you think about it a little bit, you might think, well, then what's my allegiance to, let's say, the country or any country that I live in? Do I have an allegiance there? And if I do, does it conflict with my allegiance to the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God? Well, it's certainly something to think about, and that's what I want to do today on the Thinking Christian Podcast. I want to make you think a little bit if you haven't thought about this. The question is, can can a Christian say the Pledge of Allegiance? Now, I'll begin by telling you that I'm not going to answer this question for you. I can't. This is between you and God. Um, you take it up with God. You guys discuss it. You guys, yeah, you and God discuss it. And um, you come up with your own conclusion, and that will uh, suit me just fine. Uh, but I want to give you some information. I want to make this an informed decision for you. So I, I want to give you some, some something to think about, and then you decide. I report, you decide. How's that? Okay, so if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, and you have an allegiance to the kingdom— what about my allegiance to this country, any country that you belong to? I mean, this this podcast could be listened internationally, could be listened by someone in another country, and they would have the same kind of questions if they're a Christian. Well, let me first begin by saying that um, you can be a citizen of this country without saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, if you don't know what the Pledge of Allegiance is, we learned it in grade school here in the U.S., I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Um, now, if you say that, or if you don't say that, you can still be a good citizen of this country. And I know that to be a fact because the Pledge of Allegiance wasn't enacted or wasn't um, authorized by uh, Congress until around 1942. And so anyone prior to that date would not have said the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, for example, Abraham Lincoln would not have said the Pledge of Allegiance. George Washington would not have said the Pledge of Allegiance. And yet no one would have questioned their loyalty or their citizenship to this country based on that alone. 
Uh, so that would tell me that you can be a citizen of this country, even a very good citizen, a loyal citizen, a patriot even, without saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Also, um, I will point out also that you don't need to say the Pledge of Allegiance to be a Christian. Nowhere in the Bible does it um, tell us that we must say some sort of Pledge of Allegiance to a country. I don't find that anywhere. And um, I, I know that there are good Christians north of us in Canada, south of us in Mexico. There are good Christians uh, in Europe, good Christians in the uh, Near East, the Middle East, the Far East, uh, good Christians throughout the world. And none of them say the Pledge of Allegiance to our flag. Uh, and no one would question their Christianity based on that fact alone. So that would tell me that you don't have to say the Pledge of Allegiance to be a Christian you don't have to say the Pledge of Allegiance to be an American. But can we, or should we? And that's the question. Should a Christian say it? Now, if this is the first time you've ever really thought through this process, you might be thinking, Tane, where are you going with all of this? Or where did, where did you get this? I mean, what's the problem? What's the issue? And that's what I'm going to try to explain here. In Matthew chapter 5, and this is the Sermon on the Mount, uh, or in, in part of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, You have heard it said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, Do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool. Nor shall you swear by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair either white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Um, so that's what Jesus said. He said, uh, you have heard it said, don't swear falsely, but I'm telling you, don't swear at all. Now, when he says don't swear, he's not talking about cussing. Um, sometimes we use the word swear to indicate, you know, if someone is cussing or saying, using foul language, we might say that they're swearing. And that's not what Jesus is, is saying here. That's not what he's referring to. Swearing would be to take a vow, to take a pledge, to take an oath. Uh, it was very common in Jesus' day for people to take pledges or vows frequently, especially in terms of finances. If um, you're a farmer and you're buying a mule from your neighboring farmer and you, you don't have enough money to pay for it outright, but you tell your neighbor, you know what, I'll, I'll pay you back every month till this mule gets paid for. Well, your neighbor might say, that's fine, but how do I know you're going to? And you say, well, I, I promise I'm going to. And the neighbor might say, well, that's not good enough. I need you to swear to it. I need, to, need you to raise your right hand, swear by the temple in Jerusalem that you're going to pay me back. Now, by doing this, of course, you kind of invoke God. Uh, you bring God into the equation. You bring God into the picture. And I think, presumably, if you fail to keep that oath, you're... You're inviting the wrath of God into your life, and I think that's sort of the idea, that you're, you're bringing God as your witness. You're going to pay him back. But Jesus said, don't swear at all. And I think the reason why, and he kind of explains it in that, that passage that I uh, recited for you, he said, you can't make one hair white or black. You know, there's very little about this world that we can really affect, and there's very little in this world that we can guarantee uh, there's so much about the future that's uncertain for everybody, and we, and we know this intuitively. So Jesus is saying, why take an oath, why take a pledge that you may not be able to keep? For example, let's say you are this farmer, and you're buying this mule from your neighbor. And you say, I swear by Jerusalem that I'm going to pay you back $100 a month for whatever. Well, six months later... Let's say you have a farming accident and you're unemployed and you can't work for a living and you can't afford to pay your neighbor back. Now what do you do? Well, you'd have to actually break your oath. 
But the problem is you took an oath, you took a vow that you would, you would pay your neighbor back. And now you're not keeping that pledge to him. And that's a problem. That's a problem because Christians, followers of Jesus, and this is only for followers of Jesus. If you're not a follower of Jesus, this really doesn't pertain to you. But if you're a follower of Jesus, that means you have to keep your promises. You have to keep your pledges. And if you pledge something, we don't want to break it because God doesn't break his promises. And if we are followers of his, we shouldn't break our promises. So the best thing to do is not take a pledge that we don't know if we can keep. You know, uh, so you would tell your neighbor, I'll pay you back the best that I can. I'll try to give you a hundred dollars a month and barring any problems, I'll pay you back. Um, you know, Jesus said, just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Now, I, I think Jesus, when he, when he said don't swear at all, he was using a, a hyperbole. It's an exaggeration, uh, that Jesus did frequently do that. He actually did it in the Sermon on the Mount elsewhere. For example, he said, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. So that would tell me that Jesus is using exaggeration to make a point. Of course, a person who's uh, who missing a hand or both hands or missing their eyes or both eyes, they can still sin. It doesn't stop them from sinning, uh, but he was making a point. You know, you have to eradicate sin and you have to get radical about it. So Jesus, I believe, used the exaggeration when he said, don't swear at all. Uh, and I know that also because Jesus was put under oath during his uh, trial before the Sanhedrin. Jesus was put under oath. Paul uh, said that he swears. Uh, I think it's in the book of Galatians. I had to look it up, but I'm not. I think it's in Galatians that he he swore that there was a this is true. Uh, and so we know that, you know, it's not necessarily wrong to, to take an oath. As a matter of fact, there's one oath that, that, uh, Christians everywhere are certainly permitted to take, and that's the oath or the vow in marriage. Um, the Bible does not forbid us to marriage. Matter of fact, it would encourage us. If you want to get married, you can get married. And I think the reason why is because that's an oath that we can keep. That we can keep that vow. If you take a, a promise to love, honor, and cherish someone, there should be no reason that you don't keep that promise. Even if they don't keep the promise, you can still keep your promise. And so that's a, that's a vow that we are permitted to make because that's one that we have the power to keep. We can love someone. We can honor and cherish someone if we choose to do it. So back to the, question here uh, uh, in in uh, the podcast is can a Christian or should a Christian take the Pledge of Allegiance or say the Pledge of Allegiance? We, you know, currently the state of our country uh, is and has been for a while, for a long time, since it began actually, that this country has always been favorable, has been um, friendly towards Christians. Now, some of you might argue that it's waning, that it's not as friendly as it used to be, and, and I think you're right. It, it isn't as friendly towards Christians, but for the most part, uh, comparatively speaking, uh, when you compare us to other countries, the United States is still friendly towards Christianity. There are some places in this world where the governments are not friendly towards Christianity, and, and of course, um, it's harder there to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, but in the United States, it's relatively easy. So when someone might say, well, then what's the problem? Why can't you take the pledge? And, and, and I'm, again, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just throwing some ideas out there. I'm causing you to think about it. And my thought is this, what if 
this country no longer is friendly towards Christians? What if this country at some point asks you to do something that's inconsistent with your Christianity or be something that's inconsistent with Jesus? What do you do then? If you've taken a pledge, if you've made a vow that your allegiance is to this country, and then this country asks of you something, what do you do? Well, you'd have to break your vow. But we're not, as Christians, uh, I don't want to say we're not permitted, but we're not encouraged to break our vows. Breaking our vows and promises is not something that Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to keep our promises. And so the thought might be is, well, then just don't pledge my allegiance to this country so that I don't have to break a promise if my back is against the wall. Does that make sense? I mean, it's just just a thought. Uh, Jesus said, don't swear at all. Just let your yes be yes and your no be no. And if you do that, you won't have to break any pledges. You won't have to break any vows. And as I said earlier, you don't have to say the Pledge of Allegiance to be a good citizen. There have been good citizens since this, this country was founded. Wonderful citizens of this country. Loyal patriots who never said the Pledge of Allegiance. So it's not required that, that one says it to be a good citizen. And so the question is, what do you do? The next time you're at a school game or assembly or you're at some event and the flag is raised and you're, uh, everyone is standing and they place their right hand over your heart, just making this a solemn vow, what do you do? Do you take the pledge knowing that it's possible that I may one day have to break this pledge? Or do you just simply not take the pledge at all so you never have to break it and you still live as a good and honorable citizen? Well, that's the question I have for you today. I have no answers. I only have the questions. I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope this stirs you a little bit. And I look forward to seeing you the next time on the Thinking Christian Podcast.